Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit burningdogradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. We're in the book of Acts, chapter 9, and we're coming out of the story of Saul of Tarsus, soon to be Paul the Apostle, and his redemption there on the Damascus Road and the interactions of Ananias, who laid hands on Paul and healed his eyes. Paul now had begun to minister and also had begun to receive the persecution that inevitably goes along with that kind of ministry. But now we have a pause in the storyline as Peter the Apostle re-enters from stage right in verse 32. We pick it up. As Peter went throughout all these parts, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydia. And there he found a man named Annas, who had been bedridden for eight years because he was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Annas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. And immediately he arose. All who lived in Lydia and in Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. It seems that Peter now also was moving out and taking it to the streets. He delivered now the gospel everywhere he could. He wasn't limited to the boundaries of the city in which he lived, or only to those who would perhaps build up the attendance of his church. This individual, Annas, had been broken for many years. He and his family had no doubt tried every physician and every medicine available, but like the healing of Saul, the power of God is always able to do what nothing and no one else can. Notice that true miraculous healing always has certain attributes. One, Jesus gets all the credit. And two, the result is not glory for the healing, but rather converted lives. Now there was a Joppa, a certain disciple by the name of Tabitha, which when translated means Dorcas. Now this woman was full of good works and acts of mercy, which she did. And in those days she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. As Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to him. Peter got up and went with him, and when he had come, they brought him into the upper room. All the windows stood by, widows, excuse me, stood by weeping and showing the tunics and other garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. It seems that Jesus has always been about overcoming death. Ultimately, the enemy that awaits each one of us was actually triumphed over on that cross. Now, this Dorcas was clearly a woman of action. She lived out her faith in the practical realm, in the real world, if you will, where that faith benefited others. I think this is the true manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. For the gifts that are bestowed upon us by the Holy Spirit are actually for the benefit of others, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, which is us. Now, Peter, he moved in to assist this situation, even though it might have seemed a rather hopeless situation. After all, she she was dead. And everyone knows dead is permanent, right? Well, I guess everyone except me, when Jesus is involved. 
He already proved that death couldn't stop him. In fact, he's offered that same triumph over death to us. And on that day, to Dorcas. Verse 40 says, Peter sent them all out and he knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Now this exact language that Peter uses here in the original text is only one letter different than that which Jesus said to raise that little girl from the dead back in Mark 5.41. His apostles, I, I guess, were apparently quick studies. Like the little girl before Christ, Dorcas now received life before Peter. Verse 41, he says he gave her his hand and raised her up. Calling the saints and the widows, he presented her alive. And this became known throughout all of Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Again, the result of this miracle is new believers and new faith. It seems God always kills two birds with one stone, doesn't he? He gave these believers back someone who was close to their hearts and furthered the kingdom at the same time. They believed in, quote-unquote, or better, they believed upon the Lord. The word in the original text is api, E-P-I. This is the word we understand as part of the upon experience of the Holy Spirit. Those who came to believe believed more than just in the existence of Jesus. They came to believe upon Jesus Christ. They gave their lives to the one who triumphed over death. Verse 43, we read, He stayed many days in Joppa with a tanner named Simon. Now clearly Peter was no longer bound by the religious morals of his time. Certainly not those that were established by the church, not by Christ. He proves this by willingly staying with a tanner, which at that time certainly was a trade that most believed to be unclean. For Peter, furthering the kingdom was far more important than living by the fears and trepidations of a society that feared those that were thought of as untouchables. Such was more important than reputation, social position, popularity, or personal gain. After all, it was the example of his Redeemer had given him. All the rest mattered little to Peter. He had already died to himself on that beach some time ago. The words no doubt still echoing in his head. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.